0: You are listening to the Gen Zen Broadcasting System. Hello, wrestling fans and poppers alike. This is Silicon Steam Valley. And yes, we are just days away from Hangman Adam Page challenging Kenny Omega for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. And if you didn't know, folks, this is one of the longest told and most detailed storylines in the history of professional wrestling. Oh, you don't believe me? I'm just an AEW mark. Well, folks, this is act one of this Kenny Omega and Hangman build. This is where you will learn everything. And even if you're just a huge AEW fan but don't watch Being the Elite, we here at High Spots and Cheap Hops have gone back and watched over dozens and dozens of episodes of Being the Elite to pick out the little cherries and the, all the little intricacies that went into this amazing story of Hangman Adam Page and Kenny Omega. The story of Kenny and Hangman starts back in New Japan, but we're going to focus primarily on the AEW storyline as of now because they're not really related. But just to mention, back when Kenny Omega was leader of the Bullet Club, And Kenny Omega lost the IWGP United States Championships to Switchblade Jay White. Hangman was quick to challenge Jay White. And that actually started a problem with Kenny as well. As Kenny took exception and wanted Jay White to have his moment. I guess because Jay White's such a nice guy. That actually led to Cody turning on Kenny. And that started a very brief Bullet Club Civil War. And actually was the beginning of the end of the elite in the Bullet Club. But... We're not going to talk about Bullet Club days. We're going to talk about straight AEW. Hangman, the Young Bucks, and Kenny Omega were all part of the elite joining All Elite Wrestling. As you guys already know that. Kenny was under contract to New Japan Pro Wrestling, so Kenny could not take part in the very first press conference that AEW launched in 2019 to announce their existence. In that press conference, though, Hangman Adam Page claimed that he wanted to become the very first AEW world champion. At that point, he was confronted by Pac, who shows up in full gear, which, at that point, obviously, as you guys know, become a little becomes a little bit of a joke and even a pay-per-view, which we might talk about in this series. A second press conference was held in Las Vegas, and it was announced that Kenny Omega also joined All Elite Pro Wrestling, not to many people's surprise, and he was confronted by Chris Jericho. The stage was set where Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho would fight at double or nothing, and the winner would face whoever won the Casino Battle Royal at the same pay-per-view of Double or Nothing. Hangman Adam Page was slated to face Pac, but because of travel constrictions, and that's in air quotes as many people thought it was because Pac was in the middle of an undefeated streak and he did not want to lose to Hangman at Double or Nothing, that match was postponed and Hangman actually became the joker of that Casino Battle Royal, which he promptly won, setting up an opportunity for him to become the very first AEW champion like he predicted. He was not going to fail. Or was he? As we know, Kenny loses to Jericho, which would be the first of his three pay-per-view singles losses in a row to start this company. Kenny is jumped by John Moxley after that match, as Lee Moxley makes his debut by throwing Kenny 15 feet down off of poker chips onto a stage. Remember that? You guys remember that? That was fun. Leading up to All Out, Hangman asked the Young Bucks to second him to the ring. And by the way... One of the big keys about this is that the relationship of the Young Bucks to Kenny and Hangman is going to be one of the most palpable and important parts of this story. Leading up to All Out, Hangman Adam Page asks the Young Bucks to second him to the ring as, they, as they've done for Kenny, particularly during the Okada matches. They say they have a lot going on, but says maybe. Hangman tells him not to worry about it. Hangman says it's okay, but Tangman is clearly disturbed and not feeling like he's really part of the group. Obviously, he fails and Chris Jericho becomes the first AEW champion. Despite coming on his very popular and awesome horse, Hunter Horse Helmsley. We're going to get into him. He's important. Kenny Omega was slated to face John Moxley for retribution from Double or Nothing, but Mox gets a staff infection. Kenny Omega faces Pac. He jobs out to Pac at all So that's his second loss. The Bucks can Hangman and invite him out for food, but Adam Page has changed. Hangman wants some distance from the Elite. He clearly looks dejected, and he declines the offer. As far as Kenny Omega and John Moxley, well, John Moxley, as we know, gets a staph infection, and that match is postponed to the following full gear. Kenny takes on Pac, And Pac beats Kenny with a submission. And that will be the second pay-per-view match Kenny has lost on a pay-per-view. So now both men are struggling. Both men are lost trying to find something. And now let's switch our focus to things that we're seeing specifically on Being the Elite. Folks, here is the anthology of Act 1 of Being the Elite building up this amazing feud. We're going to start with Episode 169. Kenny starts showing frustration, and he starts showing signs of desperation, and even signs of being a heel. And he's blaming Moxley for his loss to Pack because Moxley got sick. In episode 170, Kenny is doing a mailbag. And in the mailbag, he swears that he's going to bounce back. He apologizes for his previous actions and words. But once the camera is turned off, Kenny is clearly still losing all his shit. He actually lashes out at his friend, Michael Nakazawa, and the narcissism of Kenny really starts to take shape. And then he starts a catchphrase, which I'm not sure if they were trying to move it forward or not, but Kenny started saying, I'm just getting started. And that would be a theme over the next several weeks. Episodes 171, Kenny does hit his third mailbag in a row. This time he's wearing the glasses that were often donned by his cleaner persona during his New Japan pro wrestling days when of course he was the top heel in the company. He apologizing but this time it's very disingenuous to the fans. Still seems a little bit unhinged. He doesn't even take a question for this by the way folks. This is clearly just Kenny trying to get his shit off. But once again the camera goes off and Kenny says that that should shut those SOBs on the internet up. That were mad at some of the comments that Kenny had made previously. He makes fun of wrestlers, wrestling fans makes fun of people kissing Triple H's ass and john moxley's ass and cuts a heel promo off camera kenny's baby-faced persona is now an act to pander to us fans and it's obvious keep that in mind folks that is kind of an underlying thing here that because hangman's going to do a lot of things coming up that's not going to be so great But this is something that happened first. Maybe Hangman felt this. We go on over to episode 172. Matt Jackson, concerned about his friend Kenny, where he's at. He's a very touching voicemail on Kenny, highlighting, saying that they need the cleaner to come back. Pointing out that they all started with the Bucks and Kenny as the elite. Those three. Then a short vignette shows somebody throwing the cleaner glasses away. We think it's Kenny, but who knows? And then you hear, then you see that the screen goes black. And then you hear Kenny's voice. I'm just getting started. And that's how the episode ends. Now we go to episode 173. The Bucks question Kenny if he can be counted on in a six-man match against Jericho and new acquisition Santana and Ortiz on the debut episode of Dynamite. Kenny dismisses them and then says the cynical, I'm just getting started. And then he's still losing his shit. So the Bucks are concerned. Kenny is turning heel. The Bucks are right now baby faces, as you can see. During the match with the six-man, the match is going fine, but enter John Moxley. John Moxley comes down and beats the living shit out of Kenny, famously putting him through a glass coffee table with a paradigm shift. The inner circle forms at the expense of the Elite, and that also includes in this moment Cody Rhodes and brother Dustin, who may not have ever been in the Elite, but he came to help, but Hangman did not come for the save. After the match and after the beatdown, the Young Bucks confront Hangman and ask him where the hell was Hangman makes a point to say he was in the regular locker room, not the special EVP room. Dustin Rhodes is also in the locker room at the time. Nick Jackson said, you lost that title match and your mind's in the gutter. Exact words from Nick Jackson. Oh, he's a man of nothing but sage wisdom. The Bucks reveal Hangman hasn't talked to them since he lost the title match. Dustin Rhodes, in a moment of truth, then tells Hangman that they were right. He should have been out there. He said, I'm not even in the Elite, and I was out there. Hangman agrees and promises to make it up to them. This is where Hangman starts feeling the Elite may not be for him. However, this is where the duality of his character starts showing up. He regrets immediately what he said and not helping his friends, the young Bucks. Now, this would happen on more than one occasion. Hang does something, he regrets it, based on his insecurities. Bucks then confront Kenny for fighting with Moxley, not knowing he went through a table. And they go off on him. And Kenny is just like, dude, I just went through a table. So the elite right now is in complete and utter shambles. Kenny's not vibing with the Bucks. Hangman's not vibing with anybody. This is where we're at. In episode one seventy four, in an episode of Dynamite, the Bucks are again fighting against the numbers, but this time Darby Allen and members of the Nightmare Family, including a very over the top babyface Maxwell Jacob Freeman, comes for the save. But once again, Hangman did not show up. When the Bucks confront him, Hangman's a little more pissed off this time. He says, I was dealing with stuff with Jake Hager, and by the way, Jake Hager seconded Chris Jericho to his match. Where were you guys? The Bucks said that they were busy and they couldn't help Hangman out. And then at that point in time, Matt Jackson says a very important thing. Are you angry with us? Or are you angry with yourself? And again, the duality of Hangman trying to find himself now the kenny and the bucks at the end of this though they start patching things up and they talk about some good times and how things are down but kenny says as long as the three of us stick together we will always get through it we are just getting started so again going back to that the bucks bring that up is like, wait a minute because the bucks again they are true blue baby faces here and they're not trying to turn and it seems that some unity between the bucks and kenny once again are happening. but this is omitting hangman from the group maybe making hangman's insecurities just a tad valid he switch on over to episode 175 in a tag team match against Pack and Moxley. Hangman and Kenny will tag for the very first time in AEW, and they win. They win mostly because Moxley decided to drop Pack on his head right in the middle of the match. Kenny then tells Hangman that he was right, but Kenny says that the Bucks and Omega will always be there for him. Hangman, again though, wants to distance himself from the Elite. Hangman is not in on this tag team. Keep that in mind for later in the second half. Now, we go to 176. Hangman talks about flopping in the wind. I think he was talking about his penis. But he was walking through the locker room talking to somebody on the phone. And Cody actually sees him walking. And Cody reaches out and asks Hangman how he's doing. And you see genuine concern from Cody at this point in time. And he says... And asks him straight up, does it bother you that we all have EVP offices and you really don't? And Cody then says, Mikasa Sukasa, and advises Hangman in his own way not to turn heel. Hangman appreciates it, but it seems like he might not listen. But we don't know yet. Now, this was Cody checking in. Remember, Cody and Hangman were on the same side of that Ring of Honor New Japan deal. And Cody has not been part of this story at all. Then we go to one of the most telling episodes of setting this story up, the Halloween episode, episode 177. If you're watching this right now, turn this fucking thing off. Go turn on episode 177. And if you like to dabble in Mother Nature's Finest, I would encourage you to smoke as much weed as possible during this because the Halloween episode is the balls. Kenny and Hangman rivalry. Is highlighted in a dream sequence, an animated dream sequence, where the Young Bucks are playing with a bunch of AEW dolls, and it wound up being a dream by Hangman. Hangman wakes up, and the idea was the Bucks were treating Kenny as a heel and Hangman as the babyface. Hangman was being the hero in the Bucks' eyes while they were playing with these dolls. But this is important Hangman wakes up and says, Me and Kenny feuding? Yeah, right. I thought last Halloween was weird. So again, right now you're seeing how far-fetched it would be for these two guys to fight. Irony. And I don't believe in coincidences. And this was a great episode because they did have a spoof on the Toy Story, but it was BTE. And Hangman's horse, Hunter Horse Helmsley, that Hangman rode in on, unfortunately fell and died. And as Hangman's walking through the locker room getting condolences, Enter Chuck Taylor, who Hangman walks up to and thanks him for a text he sent, but the text said, Sorry, I killed your horse. Hangman asks what that was about. Taylor says it was a typo, but he says, Hey, if you want to talk to your horse, you can talk to him. And then Chuck Taylor takes his sunglasses off, lets Hangman look directly into his eyes, and sends Hangman to a magical animated place where he was still live action, but he was in a journey towards Hunter Horst Helmsley, his departed horse. He is first confronted by an animated Young Bucks. Animated Matt Jackson repeats the question, Are you angry with us, or are you angry with yourself? an animated Nick Jackson, then adds, Or your dead horse! which I just thought was hilarious. Animated Cody shows up and says, Dead horse make him go uh! I guess Cody was saying uh a bunch of the time. And in the moment, by the way, there is an animated Marty Skrull in scene gliding through the air with his umbrella in the background trying to keep him in the periphery of our brains just in case he doesn't get accused of sexual assault and consigned with AEW. Animated Kenny appears and then says, it smells like dead horse in here. And good thing I'm the cleaner. And Kenny very happily starts cleaning up. Animated pack shows up and says, you can't beat me, you proper wanker. And then as Hangman runs... He runs into a giant Chris Jericho with the AEW Championship. And Chris Jericho, in a very crass way, says, Maybe your horse wouldn't have died if you could have beat me. Hangman then scared as hell, running as fast as he can. Running, running, running. And then finally, he runs all the way up top, giant tombstone, which happened to be for Hunter Horse Helmsley. The beloved dead horse appears and says, We could have rode off in the sunset and doing cowboy shit together, but you had to go and let me down. At that moment, Hankman steps out of this trance and this (laughs) hilarious yet telling Bit ends. This is definitely something you want to watch, folks. It is episode 177, the Halloween BTE. Watch it. It is hilarious, especially now that we know everything that we're doing. Now, something that may be worth noting, Kenny and Matt did a virtual reality bit where they were able to choose their favorite characters from AEW roster, and it was revealed that Matt Jackson picked himself, but Kenny picked Nick Jackson, who, of course, many internet folks have said would have a great singles push. And so it was revealed that that was a dream by Kenny, which triggered Kenny having a wet dream, which might have been a little bit low brow, but hey, we got to be truthful here. So we're set up for full gear. Hangman has the blow off with Pack That was started at the announcement of the company, and Hangman actually beats Pac, but he will lose to Pack later on on Dynamite. He apologized to the Young Bucks after we won. He's in much better spirits. They that he has been lost for a few months the Bucks are clearly not super impressed but happy at least that they're moving forward Nick starts telling Hangman about his leg and Hangman acts disingenuous acts like he doesn't care grabs a water, and walks away. Kenny loses his third and final loss to Moxley. Of course, the culmination of that match was brilliant as Kenny and the Bucks had pulled out a giant platform completely covered in barbed wire. Moxley suplexed Kenny onto it as a reversal, and Moxley gets the pin, and Kenny loses his third straight match on a pay-per-view. So we switch over to episode 180, and Kenny dejected, said he will find what he is looking for, as he still seems focused on Moxley though. He also questioned how Moxley was. Moxley was able to compete after full gear. Kenny was not clear. The Bucks implore him to come back to the old Kenny. Who started this company? Once again, shortly after Kenny exits Hangman, just coming off that loss to Pack on Dynamite, also says he needs to take some time away and stop being the least successful member of the elite. He needs to go his own way. The Bucks are saying he's being silly over a loss. Hangman leaves, seemingly leaving the elite. So at this point in time, both Kenny and Hangman are lost, coming off of huge losses, coming off of these high expectations, and not being able to come through. So what is next? Hangman is still seeking to step out of the elite shadow, with insecurities running amok. Powerful vignette of how the elite has been destroyed as of late, including Cody. And then this episode ends with Hangman Adam Page, somberly, looking at a picture. Hangman Cody, Young Bucks and Marty Skrull, and he turns the picture around, and that's how the show ends. So Hangman is completely dejected and lost, as is Kenny. Both of these guys are looking for something. We go to episode 181. And guess what, folks? This is the big one. Hangman Adam Page starts his drinking habit. He runs into private party. He asks the private party to do a bit with him, and then They say, no, man, you got to stay hype and do that cowboy shit. Hangin gets hyped, then takes both of their drinks, drinks them, walks away, comes back, grabs the rest of the bottle. And we are now on the journey of alcohol with Kangman Adam Page on camera. And then episode 182, Kenny and a couple members of the lead are walking through the hallway and they see a flyer to join the Dark Order. Kenny makes fun of it and they walk away. And then we get a quick cut to Evil Uno. We flash back there, and a a Caucasian man rips off one of the pieces of the flyer to join Dark Order. And at this point in time, the assumption could be a couple people, but it was revealed later that it it indeed was Hangman Adam Page who grabbed this. So Hangman looking for everything, even joining the Dark Order, which was a low-rent company, as Kenny just made fun of it. So keep that in mind. And we know it was Hangman Adam Page, because Hangman... Colt ran into Brody Leon being the elite several months later and said, Hey, I put in an application back in the fall for joining you guys, and I just never heard back, but things are good now. And at that point in time, Hangman was a tag team champion, but we do know he did try to join Dark Order, but they just didn't reach out, which obviously Brody wasn't too friggin' happy about that. And that may have been the first time that Brody threw those papers at Evil Uno. I'm not sure that. We see Hangman at a page. Now that we know it's him, rip off a piece of the... And so both guys are still lost looking for something to happen. Now they are 1-0 as a tag team also this is the first time Dark Order was involved in this storyline You switch over to episode 183 Kenny tells the Young Bucks he and Hangman have a common bond and they are trying to try out tag team wrestling so Kenny and ha- Kenny seems all in on this tag team we know that Hangman was a little bit lukewarm 183 is also the other. we see John Silver and Alex Reynolds foreshadowing joining the Dark Order after they got their dicks cut off by John Moxley Hangman is drunk once again and he runs into a private party and Hangman is really drunk he likes drinking so we see his drinking habit develop in episode 184 in a match hangman accidentally hits kenny with a buckshot lariat and the elite gets beat down by dark order and in the beatdown of the elite in the dark order it was a real th- to be john silver alex reynolds and are you guys ready mystery guy a mystery partner Help Dark Order beat the Elite, though. In a famous episode of Dynamite, where members of the Dark Order beat down the Elite, but really didn't beat them, if you remember that. Well, in that, storyline-wise, there were a bunch of people masked. This was not today's Dark Order, where everybody had a personality, everybody knew who it was. It was a lot of gibbs with no masks, no personalities. It was almost like foot soldiers from back in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle days. So the fallout of that is a couple things. A, we find out that John Silver and Alex Reynolds and another Mr. guy had joined the Dark Order, at least took part in that beatdown. It was later revealed that that third guy was Brandon Cutler. Storyline-wise, that is still something that Brandon has been blackmailed about and that the elite do not know that they took part in beating down the Young Bucks. I wonder what would happen if they ever find out. Then we go to episode 186, and this is a very big key to Hangman's character right here, folks. Hangman had Page talking to his original trainer, and his trainer mentioned that he was proud and he really enjoyed the show. He said, even though your partner won, And he was referring to Kenny getting the pin in the match. Hangman, my son, you are the winner. And Hangman, my son, you have something you are running from. But you have a lot more you should be running toward. That is key. That's the kind of storyline tip that we're seeing right here, folks. Again, this duality of Hangman's character fighting each other. You're running from something, and that's what's causing you to feel this way that you're feeling, but you should be running towards something from his mentor. Kenny and Kenny are now tagging consistently, by the way. However, Kenny and Nakazawa were beat down, and Hangman did not come to the rest. Kenny asked and then realized why hangman didn't come to the rescue and it was because hangman was drunk his drinking is now becoming a problem and noticeable to kenny omega but folks kenny did not treat him disrespectfully he did not mean man he actually treated him like a friend he said here drink water let me give you your car keys and kenny seemingly is invested in this tag team where hangman might not be but they're starting to get their wins and they're becoming a viable tag team in the tag team division so much so that Kenny has even told the Young Bucks that they're going to try their hand at tag team wrestling. The Young Bucks gave the old, that's weird look, but, oh, good for you guys. You know, you know, you know when somebody's kind of a rival to you and they're doing something really awesome for themselves and you're like, oh, great. But secretly you're like, why are you doing that specifically, though? You know you're doing it because of your fucking dickhead. Fuck you. Also worth noting in episode 186, Kenny opened the show with the Young Bucks and said that after everything that they've done, Kenny and Hangman are going to try tag team wrestling. So the tag team of Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page has been born out of desperation, insecurity, and trying to find themselves. Join us tomorrow as we drop Act 2, the tag team championship reign of Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page as we gear up for full gear see what I did here. Please like and subscribe. This is Silicon City Valley for High Stock City Pops. Let me know your favorite part of the Hangman Adam Page and Kenny Omega build and what you think of this storyline so far in the comments. At me, at Twitter, I'm at Valley. We love you guys so much. We're going to build this community. We want everyone to enjoy. We want everyone to take part. So please, try check us out tomorrow for Act 2, Kenny vs. Hangman. Full Gear preview.